Welcome to I Am Goddess Collective Podcast, a platform for women to rise up together in sacred sisterhood. We are here to awaken, empower, and support you in claiming your yes as you step into your truth and divine power as a goddess. We are the healers, the shamans, the wise women, the unicorns, the fairies, and the mermaids who have come together to offer ourselves as messengers for the rise of the feminine. I am your host, Nixie Marie, goddess activist, shamanic artist, and oracle guide. I invite you to take a deep breath, inhaling white, sparkly, pixie-loving light, and exhaling anything that no longer serves you as we sit in sacred council together. Welcome to my temple, baby. Hello, goddesses and sisters. Welcome to another episode of I Am Goddess Collective Podcast. I have an interview today with a fellow sister. I've got Christine Anais. I hope I said that right. (laughs) Anais, yeah. Anais, Anais, yeah. She just told me, but my memories, you know, it's all over the place sometimes. So welcome, sister. So happy to have you here. Thank Would you. you love to share with us who you are? She she shared with me actually first before we go into that that she is a another shamanic artist and musician. So, but then we went into a deeper conversation about titles and labels. So please share with us what, what came up for you. <laughs> yes, that's always a really a hard question for me to answer. Um, I've always, you know, been so behind the scenes, very watery, I guess you could say. Um, so I never know what to say when people ask me that, but um, I guess if you really technically think about it, uh, I resonate with the, that title the most because to me, art and music and every medium that I use is is kind of like an outlet for the divine to work through me. And I'm an open vessel and I'm intuitive and I'm I'm open to it all. So, you know, I feel like when I create music or when I create a piece of art or when I just, you know, open my heart and, and my mind to the unknown, you know, the divine just kind of comes through and works through me and the present moment. So um, I guess if I were to call myself something and, you know, what I resonate with, it's definitely healing uh, myself through art and music. And if I heal myself, maybe I can heal anybody that, you know, is called to what I'm creating. So, you know, um, I guess shamanic world, we're very open to many realms and many possibilities because we are inspired to really go deep in order to come out lighter Mm. with more understanding, you know? Beautiful, Um, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Well, we're so happy to have you here. I mean, Christine and I have shared many deep conversations lately, and it was just a matter of time before she got on the show. And this is one of those, I reached out, said, who's ready? 
to share their voice, share their story, and and here she is and showed up. So I just want to first acknowledge you for being here and listening to the call and feeling it and and being such a supportive sister for me too um, through some of our conversations. So thank you. Absolutely, no problem, anytime. <laughs> so what? Other than, you know, your art and music, what, how do you express yourself other than that in the world? And what, what found you and led you to the shamanic path? We'll, we'll call it that. <laughs> uh, you know what? It's really my first memory I've ever had as a child. Um, my very first memory is uh, me being maybe like about three years old, dancing and singing. You know, I was always dancing and singing. And I was looking in the mirror and I just remember having this really intense moment with myself and wondering where I came from and really, really trying to remember. And I couldn't remember. And, and like, I remember my heart kind of being broken as a child. Like, why don't I remember, you know, where I came from? Like, why can't I remember anything before this? Mm. And I feel like that was, the, the starting point of my journey of going through each fucking rabbit hole, excuse my language, that like my little child self opened the doors to. Like ever since I was little, I was very curious. I was very open, but also very, I felt very different. You know, I felt like a little different. I think that whole initial deep rooted feeling kind of guided me through this path of trying to unravel the answer and kind of connect the dots in some way. As we are speaking, my cat just brought in a lizard. So I, I forgive me. I just got distracted. <laughs> nice. That's a Thank good you. That is excellent totem. Yeah. We've got some <laughs> lizard energy. <laughs> oh my well, God. it's all about dreams, right? I think lizards represent like going through your dreams and like trying to find answers through your dreams and I know that my most psychic abilities have been through my dreams and I've got it passed on by my mother. She's very psychic in dream world. Um, wow. So maybe that's just a little hello from, you know, that realm of life. <laughs> well, as we kind of just got present to that energy, can you share, we were talking a lot about astrology and dreams and intuition, not necessarily dreams, but when we were talking last, we were talking a lot about, you know, the spirit realms and playing with those and solitude work. And I would love for you to just kind of share your journey and your process and what your maybe day-to-day -day looks like or what your lifestyle is with, with this innate knowingness and connection to spirit. My intuition is definitely what guides me every day. And as much as it drives me crazy and as much as it makes me outcasted sometimes in the world, um, I always feel like I have to follow that, that feeling, whether it's through dreams, um, through synchronicity, you know, I'm constantly open to what the universe is trying to tell me through synchronicity. Um, I, I do tear everything apart. I do have a skeptical scientific brain as well. And even then, when I think that way, it proves to me that this is real, that this exists. I just mm. don't have that support, you know, as much. Or growing up, we didn't have that support because we don't have that new age uh, science taught to us growing up. You know what I mean? We're not taught like that, 
that thinking about light and breathing in light actually does change ourselves in some way. So imagine what else is possible and more, you know, realistic, you know. So I feel like my intuition and my dreams definitely have a, have a lot to do with my passion towards following this path of, you know, lone wolf almost, you know, you're not always going to be understood. You're not always going to be popular amongst, you know, everyone around you or accepted or supported or loved, but the universe is always going to love us. And mother nature is always going to love us. Um, you know, it's always, she's always going to support us. Our guides are always going to support us, you know, and at the end of the day or at the end of the journey, at the end of the, whatever life has put you through, there's always that confirmation, you know, that lands on your lap and you're like, aha. So I'm not as crazy as I thought. You know, <laughs> it's legit, you know, this is, this is real. I'm just the one that's receiving it and I have to keep following even if I'm alone physically, you know, like not spiritually, but you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. I love that you said that is having that trust and knowingness that the, the word, the universe or the phrase, the universe has your back always comes to me. And of course, I think Gabby Bergstein, she just came out with a book about that. And it's just funny seeing how these messages come channeled forth into the physical realms. You know, when we speak, when we speak about them and, and you full example, like playing the lone wolf, practicing in solitude, and then having the ability to just trust that the universe has a plan for you. And, you know, for anyone out there that is on that same path, you know, that has, I know that there's, there's listeners and some of the audience here that live in parts of the world that don't necessarily, you know, invite, like we're in LA, we have a big spiritual community here, but it's not everywhere, you know? So do you have some wisdom to share with anyone who's sort of in that transition or wanting to really invite that into their lives, but have maybe family members or a community that doesn't necessarily support their newfound beliefs or ideations? Well, I have two answers for that. One, I'm always there for you. I'm always there for the underdog. I'm always there to listen. No matter what, I know my purpose is to shine a light for those kind of people. So I'm always there. Um, and then my other answer, just in case, you know, I can't be there, um, is to just, for me, find a good book. You know, reading has really helped me in those times of loneliness and misunderstanding. And yoga has also really helped, you know, just meditating just practicing things of solitude that also nourish us because, you know, you may not have support now, but eventually your tribe will, will come, you know, I, like I feel mine coming along, you know, it took me a long time like to find like-minded individuals. I've been mocked. I've been called crazy, but at the end of the day, all those people are still looking at to see what I'm doing. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So it's, so it's like, oh, okay, cool. You know, I see you. I see you. It's cool. You, you don't want to, something about me makes you uncomfortable because something about you isn't ready. Cool. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll sit here and, you know, when you're ready to, to go through what you have to go through to understand me a little bit better, then like, I'll love you and we'll still be friends and whatever, you know? So if you're going through that, that situation where you don't have support, 
to shine, just know that you have to go through hell alone sometimes to be able to come out stronger. Because if you don't, you can't face all your demons. You can't face that darkness that dwells. And, and something about you is so strong and powerful that the universe has picked you to go through this trial on your own. Mm. You know, so just keep going. Keep walking. Light a fire. Meditate. Sit in the dark by yourself. And just be okay with that feeling. And feel empowered in that space. Because... I know I've walked alone for a long time. I, I love people, but I've never really had a solid group. You know, I'm always kind of here or there everywhere mm-hmm. because I didn't feel that full acceptance and understanding. And, and then I realized that, oh, my tribe is just like me. My tribe are the lone wolves, <laughs> the, you know, the ones that won't, won't get accepted by the clicky people that need each other to feel power. So here you go. Here's your answer. You are powerful enough to be alone because eventually your tribe will find you and we're all just lone wolves howling at the moon you know what I mean like we're just guided by the universe we we feel we feel it the most maybe you know so you know we die alone we're born alone in a way physically I guess but not spiritually so you know walk the path and just um, know that you're not influenced by anyone or anything but you're just guided by yourself in the universe and that's really beautiful and really powerful and I feel like if you if we do that whoever comes to us or whoever's around us will feel that and also I don't know feel your light or love I don't know kind of feel yeah. your fire yeah yeah I, I always <laughs> say I can see it as a vibrational frequency of you know, I can see the world and I see these different energies. And once I started to dive in, I found my tribe, so to say. And yes, we all are very lone wolfy and we're all weird and eccentric and we love to dance and we love to do weird things like dress up in weird leggings and, <laughs> you know, like play, just play, honestly. And I realized that the, the, deep calling for me was to invite that playful inner child energy. And that was something we talked about that is so important right now was like just getting into the inner child work and knowing that we can play with ourselves. And you had said some powerful medicine to me the other day. What did you say to me? Which part? You remember? (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, um, it was about just uh, chilling the fuck out basically. And you know, connecting to our inner child and just talking to ourselves. Oh, yeah. All that. Yeah, just play more, you know. I feel like when people are tapping into their spirituality and they're seeing past the veil of illusion, they want support. You know, I was there. I, I went to festivals. I went to all these spiritual, in quotation marks, events to try to find like-minded individuals. And then once I got there, I was like, this is bullshit, you know. <laughs> this doesn't feel right. Like these people aren't accepting me until I have their Kool-Aid in a way. You know what I mean? Right. So, so to me, I was just like, this is all just a gimmick. This isn't, this isn't my path, you know? So they're so serious. It's like, Oh my God, you can't say, you can't say anything negative. Oh my God, you can't do this. Oh my God, you can't listen to rock and roll because that's negative. And I was like, mm-hmm. no, you're the only one that's making it negative. Mm-hmm. I'm just loving it, you know? And the whole world is, everything's beautiful. You can't just shame something and say, Oh, that's negative. 
because then you're just suppressing something that's real and you know what happens when people get repressed and suppressed you know what I mean like you know something it's just always weird when you suppress the truth so I feel like basically if you just play more and not take yourself so serious and not feel like guilty for being a human then that opens up magical doors even more and more awareness of who you are and more healing happens because like our child kind of gets forgotten like our child got forgotten you know like at some point maybe when we got our period maybe through childhood trauma we like put our child away and we're like okay now we have to get nine to fives and we have to be this way because society is making us be this way because if we're not this way we're crazy and then therefore we won't be accepted by anyone or anything so I feel like if we just play things are a lot easier and you can understand things better at least for me you know if I just don't take myself that seriously and I just do whatever I feel and not feel guilty because it's not accepted by or understood by the masses then like things are a lot more beautiful and real you know everything that comes to me is more authentic in a way so yeah you're having that that moment of uh, spiritual crisis, and you know you're going you're going to these events because you want to find like-minded individuals, but yet you're still not feeling it because you feel like you can't you can't drink the soda or like you can't eat, you know if you're craving a hamburger like you feel guilty because you just ate a hamburger. Yeah, I understand that whole philosophy of like of being mindful of what you put in your body. It's beautiful, but I don't like guilt. Yeah. We all have our we all have our time and place for that time, you know, and you know, just do it. Just do it. Just do it. You know, it's not gonna really kill anyone if you do what you feel. And as long as you're mindful and you balance it all out later, that's really all that matters, I feel. That's just my opinion though, you know. I just don't like the feeling that guilt Positive, you know, well, that's the, the lowest, and- you know, it's a very low vibration to sit on and <laughs> It, it doesn't feel good. It feels, it, it makes us kind of do things that aren't in alignment with our higher self. And I think that that's, there's a huge, huge, I've seen many threads of conversations on, on the shame and the guilt that's in the spiritual communities. And I think that that's something that I've been, I've, I've totally drank the Kool-Aid and I've gone there. And then I kind of remembered that, wait a minute, you know, I'm a free soul. This isn't making me feel free. I'm I don't feel free at all. I feel like I have all yeah. these restrictions now and I'm not supposed to drink alcohol. I'm not supposed to eat meat. I'm not supposed to do this. And it's like, wait a minute. I created these all around myself because of something that I'm following, which what makes a, a, like another organized religion. So I definitely say exactly. steer clear of anything that makes you feel, you know, some layer of guilt and also know that guilt is something like if we feel guilt after something I feel like that's how we create cancer and viruses and 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 negative energy in our body so yeah if something makes you feel guilty then either don't do it or find a way to find balance in it yeah or transmute it you know like eat that poison but you're strong enough to transmute that poison too yeah you have no power like nothing has power over us at the end of the day when we give that that we are giving it power by saying that this, this thing is going to create this in my body or this is a poison or X, Y, and Z, right? 
Totally. I mean, I've been there. I do my cleansing and my diet. I've been in the spiritual snob world. Like I've done that where I'm scared to drink alcohol and be around certain frequencies, but you know what? There's a time and place. And if you're at that, at that level, that's beautiful. I honor that. I'm not talking smack about it, but you know, I did go through that phase and I realized that I was um, outcasting people, my friends, alienating others. And then I was like, well, that's not very spiritual. Like that's just snobbery, you know? So yeah. sure, I'm going to, I'm going to take a shot of whiskey. I'm going to walk into a bar. I'm going to sit down next to Joe, whatever, you know, and get to know this person and see what the universe has to say through this experience. And I bet you it's going to be more spiritual than paying $300 to go to some damn festival, you know? <laughs> I mean, I love festivals, don't get me wrong. But I've, I've just had the most intense, beautiful moments at least expected places. So you don't have to feel like you can't just be free in order to, to get where you're trying to get by, you know, growing. Because we all just want to grow. A lot of us who are spiritually, like, into this whole growing process want to grow and we want to we want to learn but sometimes we get a little uptight and rigid about it and then we outcast others and so that is kind of a contradiction itself you know what I mean to like put yourself in a bubble and be like oh I can't be around that yes if you can't be around that then like cool like keep to yourself for a little bit and keep it to yourself you know what I mean and nourish Mm -hmm. yourself so that's for you not for for you to, you know, shame guilt upon anybody around you that isn't doing what you're doing, because there's a time and place for that. And we're all going to awaken and want to do that when we feel like it's time, you know? So, you know, just, yeah, it brings me, fun. brings me to the, somebody said, you know, we're all doing the best we can with our level of awareness. And I really feel that that's, the message coming through from both of us right now is to just, you know, have patience, be, be present to your journey because your journey may look one way and our journey may look another way, but that doesn't mean we all need to have the same journey because we're all individual souls having a human experience. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Your body, your body knows what it wants. And if you don't vibe with this vibe, you know, cool, step away from it, but really, really ask yourself why. And if you're just fearing that, or if it's because you're about grown it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I a question that's, that's coming up for me to ask you right now is, what do you feel is going on with the, what some call the ascension or the spiritual awakening that's happening across the planet and a collective? What are your thoughts on that? See, I feel like what comes to mind is the figure eight. Goes around, comes around, and this has happened before. We've gone through this before. Some of us are remembering that. And so we're just like lighting a torch. And some of us are slowly going to get there. But I feel like it's just another chapter, but this has happened before. Where now duality, the darkness, the illusion, the ego energy, the the toxic masculine energy is kind of making its way out. And the divine, feminine, receptive, intuitive, accepting, nourishing energy is coming in. So it's just balance. It's just dancing with, you know, with Shiva, you know, or Shakti and 
the universe is Shiva and it's just kind of guiding us through this journey that's already happened and we've maybe already gone through it in other past lives. And so here we are again, 2017, <laughs> whatever, you know, and, and I feel like that's the most realistic thing I can think of mm. because I've read little things of ancient times and they've all gone through similar things, nuclear wars, like they describe it differently, but it kind of is, feels like the same energy, you know? So yeah, I feel like maybe we're just repeating history, but in a different way or like in a cycle, because if we're on earth, we haven't really learned our lesson quite yet, or we're here to do something and fix something still, you know, once we escape this uh, cycle, we can transcend and reach nirvana or whatever they call it, you know? So maybe that's why I feel like we're still kind of in this little figure eight cycle. Totally. Absolutely. I really feel that too, because I've always uh, believed that history repeats itself. And here we are again, we've got this rise of the feminine, but it's coming in a a different energy than it has before, but the same at the same, it just looks differently. And here we are, uh, you know, kind of creating separation again. It's just, it's, there's an actual video. I can't remember what it was, but I watched something pretty much stating exactly what you had just said. And it was, it was really healing in, in some, on some level because I could really just kind of sit back and relax and r- remind myself that the world is like, we're not reaching this big ending point or splitting off point. Like a lot of cra- there's a lot of crazy conspiracies out there. I mean, you can dive deep into what's going to happen. Um, but I think that it's important to remember we're here to just be present, you know, in the moment. But I always like to ask that question because getting different ideas on it, it's fun. There's so many different ideas and, and, and predictions, you know. What do you do as far as, like, can you share with us some of your rituals that you have in your life that support you on a spiritual path? I feel like the ones that come to mind um, – I don't always do them like day by day, but yoga in the morning is definitely important for me. Be able to kind of shift from dreamland to like this realm, be able to stretch it out and also be able to tune in to my spiritual side, yet be grounded. So yoga in the morning, um, whether it's just like really simple breathing techniques, you know, a little kundalini um, really helps me um, in the morning, you know, a little music, some incense, some Palo Santo, some just like really earthy music, nothing too crazy, just so I can tap in real quick. And then I go into the chaotic world <laughs> a little mm-hmm. bit more about it, you know, a little bit more balanced and a little bit more clear headed. So like, that's one of them. Um, another ritual I I like to do. Um, so here's a little secret. Oh my, I'm revealing a little little secret about myself. So on Mondays, every day of the week, basically, I wear a certain color that is associated with a planet. Um, I read this somewhere. I don't know where I read this, but I was inspired by it years ago. And on Monday, it's what some people call Moon Day. So I wear these colors to kind of resonate with the day's vibration. So I'm aligned with it. So on Monday, it's like black, white, and silver. 
Moon Day. Tuesday, um, it's Mars Day, and in Spanish, Tuesday is Martes, so that has M-A-R, you know, there's like some Latin connection, so Martes is Tuesday, so that's Mars Day, so um, I like to wear red, orange, you know, just to kind of light that fire, get, you know, if you got something to do and you're just kind of procrastinating, do it on a Tuesday <laughs> and mm. wear red lipstick. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's beautiful. Yeah. So cool. And then Wednesday is uh, Mercury Day. And um, in Spanish, Wednesday is Miércoles. So that's got a little bit of Mercury twang in there, like Mier, <laughs> Mier, Mercury. <laughs> so the colors for that day um, are orange and purple. And that's the day of communicating. Um, so that's a really good day to communicate something. It's a good day for like to clear some miscommunications or for an interview or to find information or however you want to do it. And then on Tuesday or Thursday, my bad, I'm going backwards. So then on Thursday is uh, Jueves in Latin or in Spanish. So Jueves is J-U, Jupiter. It's a Jupiter day. So on that day, it's like a really good day to wear blues because that, that will align you with the, the energy of abundance, you know, mm-hmm. good luck of fortune. So that's a good day to uh, go gamble. <laughs> 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 and then on Friday, um, that's Venus Day. And in Spanish, Friday is Viernes. So it's V-I-E. So that connects to Venus in some way. I read the detail aspects of how, but that's just what I'm going to give you now. And on Fridays, I like to wear green or pink because that's the romantic, yummy day to be a goddess, to attract whatever you'd like, to be with the earth, to be in love, to attract love, to love yourself, to just just be the Aphrodite goddess that you are or embrace that energy of your man, you know? Did you know um, Friday is also Freya Day, one of the goddesses? Oh, there you go. Well, Norse there you goddess. Go. Yeah. See? It's all making sense. It's all aligning. <laughs> and then Saturday, it's pretty easy. You can hear Saturn Day in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a good day to wear black and purple because black is kind of transmuting the darkness into the spiritual light, the purple. So it's a very karmic day. So if you got any karma to work on, want to say sorry to someone you want to get rid of energy that's a good day to do a ritual to kind of like clear your karma and get rid of energy you no longer want to hold in your uh, in your system and then sunday beautiful glorious sunday it's gold you like the sun the beautiful radiant mm. sun it's a good day to wear gold and just be the glorious goddess that's connected to everything and everyone and it's a really it's really my favorite day and i love gold i feel like it's a very royal color and a very royal energy Sundays have, you know, just day to relax, mm-hmm. have some mimosas, or read a book, take a shower, you know, take three showers, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> just do whatever you want, you know, it's a day to chill and just be glorious. So yeah, that's one of my rituals. And then I, I absolutely love that. I feel like, are, are you guys taking notes? I need to get out my notebook and pen and re-listen to this podcast to write this down. That sounds like such I a know, fun I ritual. Like a huh? No, I love it. That's a, I've never heard of that before. <laughs> so I, I think that's absolutely powerful. I love working with color. So now I'm totally inspired. 
do it, girl. Yeah. And now all my friends are going to look at me and be like, oh, my God. I'm like, I wonder if any of my friends ever noticed. I don't think they have. And no, I doubt of, it. I kind of do it without even trying anymore. Like, I just do it. Like, it's like in my, it's ingrained in my subconscious now. And like, mm-hmm. right now I'm wearing red lipstick. If I have something dirty, like, I don't have a lot of red, I've noticed. So I always wear red lipstick as my, like, red thing. But yeah, it's as simple as that. Or wearing a little gem that's red or painting your nails red or, you know, something red. So yeah, thanks for, thanks for asking. That's beautiful. Yeah. Great. I've never, literally never heard that before. So I, I hope that everybody starts to wear red on Tuesdays, right? Red lipstick on Tuesdays to ignite the fire. Mm-hmm. Get in our, yeah, red. <laughs> get our shit done. Get it done. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Do you, what else do you have to share with us from your ancestor? Like I, ancestors just came up. I don't know what that was. Ancestors. Do we have anything to talk about with ancestors? <laughs> um, well, let's see what, I, what I'm getting, what I'm downloading. Um, you know, my ancestors, They, I, you know, I came from a family of immigrants from Mexico. So I'm like first generation here. Um, so I definitely have always felt that like I was here more for something that has to do with my ancestors, uh, like some time when they, the indigenous people in Mexico kind of got conquered by Europe, Europeans. I feel like there's some karmic thing I'm supposed to balance out. Mm. I'm, suppo- I'm, I'm here to like light the torch for my Aztec ancestors and the Mayans, you know, like. I'm here, I'm here to do that. But it's funny because if you look at me, I don't always, people don't always know that about me. They're like, what are you? You look, you can't figure you out because I have light skin and light eyes. However, I feel the most connected to my indigenous self, my, my ancestors. And I come from a, a line of strong women and my, my little sister actually just got a psychic greeting and she told her that uh, she comes from a line of really powerful spiritual women mm. and to be careful with what she says when she's angry kind of thing sometimes, you know? Mm. So I feel like maybe I'm karmically here to balance out something, some anger issue or some some justice for for my ancestors, maybe when they got raped and you know tossed to the side like maybe i'm here to kind of balance out that energy and forgive that energy also mm. not just fight but also forgive and maybe that's why we felt a little outcasted and a little different because i was kind of dancing to the beat of of that rhythm and well, not always powerful. Yeah, I wasn't always accepted, even by my culture, like, because I was light skin and light eyes, they'd be like, you're not Mexican, you know, like, they'd make fun of me. So I was, I just became a loner. Like, I can't connect to all the, all the, all the kids with all the wealthy things, you know, I was still very open to being their friends. But, you know, I always felt very, very outcasted, because I knew that my background, my family were totally different than like, a lot of the people that I went to school with, you know? Oh, yeah. So, so I don't know. I feel like, yeah, they have to ask me about my ancestors and how I connect to that. I just honor my, my intuitive gifts and my fire and my no bullshit approach to life because in some realm, in some code throughout my DNA, there is a, 
the no bullshit, you know, sensor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just have to honor that and just shine a light, you know, just be that fire, I guess, throughout the illusion. But yet also send it love because then you're just doing the same mistake, you know, by spreading hate. Yeah, it's if that makes, if that makes any sense. Absolutely. <laughs> it, it, forgiveness you spoke on, I think, is, is one of the most powerful tools that we get to embody is is forgiveness with the self first and foremost and then forgiveness with all the things that have happened in our current lifetime and past lifetimes and ancestors where our ancestors have come from and I've talked a lot about recently about ancestral healing so that's probably why it's coming through so much and and our ability to understand where we come from I think is it is actually really powerful in the healing process because it allows for us to remember that we're not just carrying our weight. We're carrying a, a big chunk of our DNA from the ancestral line. So the, the forgiveness, the ability to just have acceptance and love is, is definitely the vibration that we get to embody, you know? Definitely. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad you asked me that because I was thinking a lot about my ancestors and I really want to go to Mexico and, and just speak Spanish, be in the jungle, like just embody that energy and, and like bless it and love it. Mm. And, you know, and just, I don't know, we need love too, you know, and I've just been in, like in America my whole life. I haven't really ever gone to Mexico. So I, I would like to take a little trip one day and stay there, live there, speak their language, you know, get back to my roots because yeah. I, I've been neglected from them for so long. And I feel like once I do that, everything will make more sense. Mm. It does. It's, it's true. I think that that's such a call right now. Like I said, having this conversation quite frequently recently in my circle and it's like the how, well, how do we connect to our lineage? How do we remember, you know, what we're here to do uh, and what the healing is? It's, it's just about going back and, and diving deep into it. You know, talk to your mother, talk to your grandmother, whoever's, even if they're not presently alive with us on this physical reality, still have those conversations and spirit will guide us in some funky way that it does sometimes, you know, by bringing a lizard into the, into the space as we're recording a podcast. Who knows? Spirit yeah, does funny things. Funny. <laughs> lizard medicine is very uh, dreamy, dreamlike. Very, I don't know. Just see what we dream today. Let's see what we both dream today or tonight. And we'll like text each other tomorrow morning and see if there's like any common thread. <laughs> Okay, that's fun. So for anybody that's, you know, obviously listening right now, if you are able to connect with us on the Facebook group, which I know some of you are there, but if you're not, you can find the Facebook group, I Am Goddess Collective. It's for women only. Sorry. Sorry, masculine, if you're listening. But uh, it's, a, it's a space for us to discuss things like, like dreams. And uh, no, definitely not wet dreams. We don't have those. Actually, we do. We can, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, we're not discussing that. Or maybe we are. Who knows? 
but it would, be, it would be fun <laughs> to hear what your dreams are after this, uh, after this podcast for the night and to perhaps yeah. create a dream book. If you're looking to go deeper into your dreams and understand them and listen to the, the wisdom that's coming through. Yeah, that'd be really, really fun to, uh, to all collectively like dream together in a way, you know, and then discuss what we dream. Um, yeah, I used to go to this uh, class that was talked about like lucid dreaming and all that because I was really trying to get into it. And they said like, it's, it's good to do a ritual before you go to bed to set your subconscious in that frame of mind. So like get certain sheets for lucid dreaming and change your sheets for just that, you know, and little by little our subconscious kind of gets triggered to go there and then maybe we can all go there together imagine what we could all do collectively as one in dream world that'd be super fun oh we could we could conquer the world we could have castles that we all live in with awesome moats and i don't know fairies and yeah not just that but we can also like (laughs) feed everyone that's hungry you know we could go to the forest part of the world I'm all about what you said too, but you know, there's also that like. Well, there's we gotta we get to bring both in. I love to live in the royal kingdoms, you know. Oh, oh, girl, (laughs) I love it. But you know what? Like, I do want to talk about something now that I have this opportunity to like to to share this. Um, It brings me to like the homeless people because um, yeah, I've been sleeping out of my car for a while. And I'm going through this magical, yeah, intense era of like purging and transmutation and aligning myself with my dreams. But anyway, my point is, take a look when you when you pass the homeless people, just just go wherever there's a bunch of homeless people and just sit there and feel the energy and and don't shy away. Don't don't think that they're all drug addicts. You know, there's something very intensely powerful about that realm, and and I'm very called to help the homeless. Like I'm, every time I see somebody, if I have five dollars, I'll give them like one two dollars. Like I always have to give them something. Mm-hmm. You know, just because, even if it's a smile, even if it's you know a hello, how is it going? You know, like, I'm sure people don't ask them, like, how's it going? How's your day? And sometimes they just need that to inspire them to to get better or to get help. You know, sometimes they're just cast away because their family won't take care of them because they have a mental illness or just, or sometimes they don't want to be in the, in the concrete jungle. They just want to be free. So they're just like in this weird spiritual progress you know, living on the streets, because there's something really, really, really powerful about, about living on the streets, I guess you could say, but at least my experience, it's like, yeah, it's tough, and yeah, you feel alone, and you want to cry, and you feel like, oh my god, why am I going through this, but that, but then there's something really spiritual amongst that realm, Mm. and if you're listening I, I would love it to like, I would love to help all the homeless people in the world, but I can't. So if, if you can just reach out to them, you don't even have to give them money. Like, cause you think that's going to feed their bad habits. Maybe just sit down with them and ask how they're doing. I've had the most beautiful conversations with homeless people. 
and and sometimes they have so much knowledge there's like kings and queens amongst them sometimes mm-hmm. I look into their eyes and I'm just like damn there's something intense about that person's eyes mm-hmm. I feel like you know there's it's a different realm and sometimes the most powerful spiritual kings and queens could be hiding you know in the corner with a sign and you don't know who that spirit is and mm-hmm. and yeah just give them a chance just just shine a light. Just say, how are you doing? How's it going? You know, you want an apple or you want a peach? Like, you don't have to give the money. You want a blanket? You want some water? Or your hair, you're really beautiful. You know, sometimes they just need that, like, compassion. Because we just get treated like pieces of trash on the side of the road. And they're souls. You can't just toss them away because they're not feeding the American dream. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. That is incredibly humbling to put into the space. So I just want to thank you for your vulnerability and, and, you know, using your voice in that way. Cause when you're talk like when you started to talk about that, I felt this, uh, the energy just totally shifted and I got chills and I just felt like, yes, this is something that's super in alignment with what she's here to do. And you know, we, not a lot of people talk about this. So thank you because it's so, and, and for those of you guys out there, we live in LA, so it's very, it's a huge epidemic here. So we see it all the time, but I can imagine all over the world it's, it's happening and, and you're so right. I, I think that the energy I've developed, I've, uh, into, not, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> I have volunteered at a shelter down in downtown LA and it was incredibly healing because I'm like these these people are awesome and they eat like kings and queens over here like all the food that's donated they get they get fed really well I'm like damn this ain't so bad you know (laughs) it's not bad at all so yeah and you you know know, sometimes they have the Sometimes they're downloading some real spiritual shit, you know? Sometimes I hear them rambling, and some people go, oh, they're just crazy. But I like to listen. Mm-hmm. I sit there and mm-hmm. listen to what they're saying. I'm like, they're probably downloading something pretty intense, but I'm just going to sit here and be open to to what they're rambling about, you know? And sometimes it makes so much sense. I'm just like, damn, that was intense. Like, cool. Like, have a beautiful day. You know, you never know. I feel like we never know when that could happen to us. I don't think people pick to be homeless. I think just the circumstances are weird or patterns can't be changed or sometimes they give up on themselves. So, you know, I think that that's, yeah, that's, that's actually very real for a lot more people than I think we even have this space and hold space to discuss. I've been almost there. I've left a relationship. That's why actually you and I ended up connecting because we had a very similar story and I left a relationship and I was on the verge of, you know, I, I chose, I would rather be on the streets than being in this manipulative game. And uh-huh. that's what women, you know, we sometimes have to make those choices and it's not, it's not easy at all. And I know that that's, that's the space that you've been at and uh, it's powerful to be able to share your vulnerability because it's, it, you're right. We don't know. And I had Joan of Angels on a few podcasts ago and she was homeless and she took her life from, you know, being a doctor to having nothing and then praying for a miracle. And now she's channeling, she's remembered she's an ascended master and she's channeling angelic frequencies. So it's like, you really never know. Everything is put in your life for you. 
for a reason. And I think the, the message is to embrace it and to learn why, like, learn why it, it'll all, it's all happening for a reason, you know? Mm-hmm. And sometimes we got to tap out of the nine to five world, the matrix, mm-hmm. like I like to say, mm-hmm. and, and really tap into the spirit world. And I feel like these people are in that mm-hmm. spirit world. They're like the people Jesus was like taking care of, you know, back in those days. Like, I feel like they're a reflection of what's spiritually going on on this planet. Mm-hmm. So we can help them if we can reach out to outside the matrix, outside or nine to fives and and touch that realm and love it and bless it. I feel like collectively it could heal us more collectively and make things more beautiful. And all the hate that is dominating this world and all the wars will vanish maybe faster or, you know, something will, something beautiful can come out of it. Maybe that's what we have to learn is how to get outside of ourselves and just be there for others that need us. You know, they're the victims of the, of the world I guess you could say and it doesn't hurt to just be nice and kind and open and not just place judgment and fear on on someone who's been casted away you know they have wisdom sometimes maybe that we need maybe there's a spiritual king and queen amongst one of them that can help us out you know never know yeah this, never know this conversation is exactly why you're on the podcast I want you to know this because I, I don't it, this is a container for like any and open a conversation, but this is such a different level that we've ever discussed. And I just had this memory of a man that I used to date and he would go sit in the park in Santa Ana and he, he talks to the homeless people and he found a man who used to be a famous basketball player. And he just, you know, he lost his money. He ended up on the streets and he actually did a film on him. So it's it's just yeah let's get on the streets I think that's what's really coming through go get on the streets I used to ride my bike around LA some of you guys know my story but I used to ride my bike around LA and take public transportation I didn't have a car and my most like I always said to myself when I have a car again I would love to go back to taking the bus every now and then and just connecting because there's so much beauty on the streets and as an artist it's important that we stay on the streets right Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly there's so much inspiration in real aspects like that like I much rather sit amongst a bunch of poverty and be inspired than like you know in some security blanket I mean don't get me wrong I do love the fine things in life as well I'm all about indulging in the finer things of life yeah I definitely I love feeling like a goddess and feeling blessed but I like to pass on that energy to others that don't that don't have it because abundance is like so like massive so I feel like when we get greedy that's like kind of when things get cut off a little bit like when we start to fear losing our abundance that's when like the universe goes all right since your frequency is at a fear-based frequency I'm going to take away your abundance or whatever you know and so sometimes we just got to get the rug pulled from under us oh yeah and remember how magical life really is and how our thoughts limit us sometimes because they're fearful i i can just remember the days when i would pack my gypsy bag which i still do i'm i'm a very like i want to pack my backpack with all the trinkets and tools and then i go out in the world and do my work in whatever shape or form that looks like but when i had my bike i just would love to pack my bag because i never really knew where i would end up 
sometimes, you know, and Mm -hmm. it was, it was such a magical experience because it grounded me to my core and to realize that everything's always going to be okay. And no matter what situation we find ourselves in, there's a magic, there's magic in all of it. Just open your eyes to it, you know? Yeah. The magic is in the unknown. Like, Mm. absolutely. I, I love it. Like, when I was little, I'd ride my bike around and I'd always break the rules. I'd be like, okay, I'm not going to go far. I'd always go super far. Yep. And it was was just like the most magical fun time I've ever had. And I feel like that sometimes I just get in my car and I impulsively just go somewhere. Even if my friends don't want to join me, cool, I'll go by myself. And usually when I do those solo trips, I get aligned to the most magical, like most amazing experiences. I I never forget. Those solo trips are always like the most magical and like soulful. For sure. Oh, so true. You're reminding me of all the things that I love to do as well. I see we have, I feel just, I feel you so much and, and you've been such medicine for not only myself, but I'm sure so many listeners that are here with us today. So thank you again for gracing us with your beauty and your vulnerability, your rawness, your realness and your bullshit meter. And, <laughs> and yeah. uh, you know, if, if anybody out there wants to, is feeling called to connect with you, how can they find you? Um, you can find me on Facebook or Instagram. I do a little Instagram a little bit more because that's where I share my art and eventually I'll be sharing my music. But right now I'm still in the cave with my music. Um, I'm finally getting a spot somewhere really sacred and kind of detached from everything. And so hopefully I I can channel and, and create something really beautiful collectively for all of us. And if you feel alone or if you feel like something I said is like resonating, don't be shy. I'm super open. You can tell me anything and I will be there for you. Cause that's what I feel like I'm here to do is to be there for, for you <laughs> to serve you in your lowest, darkest hour, because I've been through hell and back like so many fucking times in this, in this, in this life and many others. So, I mean, I offer many things, you know, I can offer you an open ear, astrology is something I also do. If we want to go down the rabbit hole, just follow me. You can go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> but yeah, on, face- on Facebook, just Christine Anais, two N's, like Anna is. And then on Instagram, Christine, period, Anais, so it's A-N-N-A-I-S. And I'll be there for you. And hopefully we can all just attract more love and light into our lives together. Oh, that is the mission. <laughs> that's, the, that's the idea. That is the mission. That is yeah, the mission. Yeah. And, and don't we let anyone are, tell you are. that. You're, you're, yeah. Yeah. And don't let anyone tell you that you're wrong for feeling the way you are, for rebelling, for screaming, for listening to rock and roll, for drinking a beer, for doing yoga, then drinking a beer. Like, that's okay. Where I, I get the whole concept of clean eating. It's really beautiful, but don't feel guilty always. Just have fun. Like we're just here to have fun and love each other, I feel, and and fix our, our fears and 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 that's just my opinion, you know. That's how I live. So if it resonates with you, then like let's be friends, you know, and have fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of fun, how uh how can you grace us with fun with some dance music? tonight or today or whenever anybody else finds himself listening do you have a a song selection of your your choosing to share with us 
dance music, huh? Okay. Or whatever wow. you feel called to share. Doesn't need to be dance, but I, I usually feel really called to dance all the time. Okay, well, I'm going to dance. I was going to go with something else, but I'm going to go with dance. So I would like to share the amazing, soulful Betty Davis. And the song is They Say I'm Different. Mm, that sounds perfect. <laughs> Yeah, that that's a sexy song. So All right, you don't feel let's sexy, get sexy. Listen to that song, and you'll get sexy. <laughs> All right, sisters. Well, go get sexy and don't be afraid to shine. I will see you and hear you and feel you all another time. Bye. They say I'm different because I'm a piece of sugar cake. Sweet to the core, that's right. I got the real bone. My great grandma didn't like the foxtrot. Now, in space, you spit it's nothing boogie. Try, I'm on drag. Spit on. They say I'm different because I eat chitlins. And I can't help it. I was born and raised on them. That's right, every morning. The baby king and Jimmy rock on that.